Hello, and welcome to the Canopy Boulder podcast, where we talk about the intersection of entrepreneurship and investing in the legal cannabis industry. Each week, we'll give you our perspectives on the latest news in the industry, bringing you insightful interviews with entrepreneurs, investors, and the industry pros, and also go deeper on topics like launching a business, building a team, valuation, and pitching investors. Why would we take on such of a challenge? Well, we've helped launch 80 companies into the cannabis industry here at Canopy Boulder and made over 100 individual investments into these companies. So you might say we have the inside line on things. So join us as we take you deeper into legal cannabis and uncover all the nuances of starting up and investing in the cannabis industry. Welcome back to the Canopy Boulder Cannabis Business Podcast. Uh, this week, Paul Good of Demeter is joining us. Welcome to the podcast, Paul. Thank you, Patrick. Thanks for having me. Paul is the founder and CEO of Demeter, a member of the Canopy Boulder Fall 2018 cohort. So, Paul, why don't you introduce yourself and tell us about your background and where you're from? Yeah, so I grew up in Michigan my whole life, and then I decided to move out to Colorado I was kind of like in Michigan there for way too long, so I craved a change. So I actually flew out to Campy Boulder's demo day in spring 2016 and then got a job, my first job in the industry there. I worked for Penn Simple for about two years as the director of sales. And Penn Simple is a Canopy Boulder alumni that was pitching at that demo day, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I had an opportunity to interview with a lot of different companies, but I really clicked with Brian and Jesse and their vision. Okay. And when you were at Penn Simple, what were some of the things that you were doing? Uh, definitely a combination. I was their first employee, so you run into a lot of different responsibilities. Uh, but I would say my core responsibilities was sales, getting in front of head shops and dispensaries. But the other main one was uh, social media marketing. All right. All right. So let's uh, shift gears. Uh, so you, you found your way into sort of the Canopy Boulder community and um, got exposure to what we're doing and what some other uh, companies that have graduated are doing. Let's talk now about your company. Um, can you tell us about Demeter and what problem Demeter is trying to solve? Yeah, so the main problem we're really trying to solve is the need for consistent visual content. With all the different pictures being shared on Instagram, there's about 95 million shared every day that you have this need to consistently have content, but it's very expensive. So we're helping brands get consistent visual content with variety of different creators around the country. So you've got companies that are producing products and they're building their brand and for all of their marketing and advertising and social media, um, they need images. They need images of their product, they need, and it doesn't, you know, it's expensive to do it on your own. So what Demeter's doing is providing a way for them to collect more imagery uh, for their different marketing channels. Exactly. All right, all right. And so, you know, how did you happen upon this problem? What was it that struck you um, as this to, to start following and pursuing this problem, what what was the genesis? A com- combination of two. When I was working at Pen Simple, we had run into this need of like, oh man, what are we going to post on Instagram this week or that? And then I it ended up turning into a big responsibility, taking me away from more revenue generating things. The other origin was creators and influencers weren't actually making money; they were getting sent free products. So I, hel- I want to help them monetize on the thing they do. So it's really helping brands get the thing they need on a consistent basis and helping people make money from the thing they're already doing. So you talked about the influencers and, um, you know, cannabis does have a 
little problem with social media, right? People with big followings and they're, some of them are posting and marketing um, products in the cannabis industry. Some are not. Can you talk a little bit about that dynamic that's happening with social media around cannabis? Uh, yeah. So in terms of just like cannabis and social media, it really it will factor on how much federal legalization happens. But regardless of federal legalization, it'll stay a high compliant industry, just like alcohol or cigarettes. Um, but influencers in general have a following and then they tell their followers what things they like. And then ideally those people then buy their products is the origin of how. And, and most of the influencers you're saying are being compensated with free product, but that doesn't sustain right for the for the long time for long term i think you know we're going to start seeing influencers and we are seeing influencers increasingly being paid for posts and things like that but social media platforms and cannabis you know a lot of them uh disallow uh advertising and marketing around cannabis like facebook and um where where do you do you where do you see the best opportunity for brands to be uh, marketing on social media right now you brought it up as as you said free products don't exactly pay the bills so but as you said yeah facebook advertising amazon advertising is very restricted so influencer marketing is a natural tendency to go towards but there was a dichotomy where influencers wanted to be paid but the brands weren't seeing the results from it so it was like how do these people make money while the brands actually get something what they want so in terms of moving forward it will definitely be a very visual concept but also advertising has its restrictions currently so you're in with Demeter in some ways you're providing a bit of a bridge to that uh, time in the future where um, it's more clear it's easier for the influencer to track um, their conversions into actual sales by uh, taking a first step and connecting them more closely with the brands through imagery and photos that they would actually get paid for. Exactly, and it's, it's just a nice uh, way for brands to find these creators. It's a, we become the leverage point for these creators to find the brands. So tell me this, Paul. Um, we're always talking about uh, how our businesses uh, can be and need to be unique and different from the competition. How is Demeter unique and different from the competition? So we really like to focus on one main thing where we're providing branded visual content in a variety of different locations. If I was the only one making content for Pen Simple, I'd be stuck to Colorado. But the moment you partner with creators in California, Oregon, and the whole East Coast as well, you have a variety of content that you can provide. Okay. Um, what's the profile of a Demeter uh, client or influencer like talk to me about um, maybe the influencer first why would they join up they're they're tired of just getting free products and they're like well I have 15 products that are in my house how do I actually make money from them I've made my post I got nothing from it what next so it's actually it's like taking a situation that already exists they've been given a free product they've made their post and now it's like how do you monetize that asset that they've they've acquired right exactly and continue to help the brand yeah I, I have a friend she has a room full of free products that she literally <laughs> just had to give away to her friends because like I don't know what to do with the, like a hundred free bongs <laughs> the problems right the struggle is real <laughs> yes. um, so how do you plan to go to market with Demeter what's 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 upcoming here now how, or how are you going to market right now yeah so we're, we're definitely in the market and the way we're going about it is sending out these free products to the, the creators, but by us being the one relationship for them, it's not as much of a struggle. 
but we run giveaways. We co-promote them with ourselves and our own following with our creators because at the end of the day, everyone just loves free stuff. And then now that the, the creators have their own products in their hands, they can take those pictures and videos for brands on a consistent monthly basis. And the influencers that are getting these free products, they're now producing photos for you and you're, they're uploading them to your, to your files, right? Yeah, uh, we have 20 creators around the country uh, uploading files for us. And, and are you focusing on ancillary products and services or are you focusing on consumable edibles and things like oils? Uh, we're starting with ancillary given my background um, and, and it's need for not as much compliance. But the logical first progression is, and we're working with an edibles company right now, our main focus is ancillary, but we're going into infused edibles uh, right after. All right. So, you know, let's speak to that traction. So you say you got 20 influencers. You know, what's your expectation from an influencer when they come on the platform? How many photos and, you know, and what kind of response are you getting from the brands as well? So by the end of Sorry, by the end of the month, we'll have $1,900 in monthly recurring revenue. And in terms of the photo output expected from creators, it's really kind of as they want to go about it. If they, have a, if they have a lot of time, they can post more. There's no specific requirement. You have to do this many by this. It's more what our brands require and then what our influencers can input for that. So it's the influencers are not they get the free product and they're not just continually posting about the product per se. It's they're taking photos that's getting uploaded to your site and then the brands can come in and pick the photos that they like, right. And use them in their feed. Right. Exactly. So it's like a content machine, right. Exactly. Visual content machine. Very cool. Um, so talk about, it's all about team, right? Who's on the team. You've been, I know you've been working really hard to bring on people uh, to support this effort. So I'm, I'm a huge advocate of contractors and the future of work and allowing people to do their specific thing. So we have 20 creators, I view them a part of the team, but we also have an in-house photographer, an in-house videographer for more of the professional content. You know, we have the creators for lifestyle, but sometimes a brand needs a troubleshooting video or Amazon product photography. We have an in-house people for that, so we have a total of 25 team members. Wow, that's awesome. Way to go, Paul. Um, so we're in week 15 of the program. Uh, how you feeling? It's uh, bittersweet. It was definitely a once in a lifetime experience to go through this. I've learned more than I ever could, but I'm also very excited to take everything that I learned and take the next step and actually starting a business without all the nurturing. But it was, I'm very, very excited for that future. Cool. So um, 15 weeks, uh, any highlights that come to mind? Uh, I would say it was really the, the friendships that I formed within the cohort. These, it's a very unique experience to be surrounded by people going through the same struggle as you. So when you're not just grinding away on your companies, we had an opportunity to go on like a scavenger hunt around Boulder and learn about the city I've been in here for a while. And then also go on like a haunted uh, corn maze as well. So yeah. fun little things. Yeah, no, it's it's a, it's a shared experiences really um, spark great friendships. And um, it's exciting to see that happen. And, you know, this cohort has some really great energy. Um, in fact, I think last night uh, a bunch of people were out having cocktails across the street. Um, right before now, we have a snowstorm going on here in Boulder. <laughs> so um, doesn't stop us. So let's talk a little bit about your journey. Um, you started with you. you I, I'm so impressed. You bought the plane ticket. You flew out for demo day in 2016. You met. You, you interviewed the companies, you chose the company you wanted to work for, you got the experiences and you stayed close to the community. I remember seeing you at all of our events. Um, 
you know, so I know how you found out about Canopy Boulder. Well, I guess actually, how did you find out originally about Canopy Boulder? Uh, originally, it was actually through a different podcast, Canna Insider. Oh, yeah, I sure. think I heard it was, um, I think it was BDS Analytics one. Yeah, yeah. So that was the, the one I heard. I Matt. got introduced to it. Yeah. yeah. For anybody who's looking for a great podcast around uh, entrepreneurship and business in the cannabis industry, I'd highly recommend Canna Insider. Matthew Kind has uh, been a real pioneer um, putting together great content. So check that out. Um, and so I guess the next question is, let's get to the decision to launch this business. Um, obviously, you had firsthand experiences. Um, you were this was a concept. But how did you make the decision to join Canopy Boulder? Like what, you know, what was it about what we're doing here that draw you, drew you in? I think Canopy bridges the gap between the old industry of cannabis, the grassroots people, and the kind of the newfound uh, money coming into it. And I think there's a dichotomy between those two groups of people. They're the grassroots people are like, wow, these deep pockets people coming in. And I think it comes in and it blends that group very well. And it'll, it's a, just a great platform for me to discover myself and grow the business in a way that's scalable, but also touches the original root of the movement. Yeah, I mean, I, we, we try to host a lot of social events to and bring people in to uh, get the company's new and different exposure to people or even just like repetitions and talking about their business, right? Um, and fielding questions and refining and understanding, oh, when I explained it this way, they sort of got confused. I should try to explain it a different way. So we talk about uh, iteration a lot. The other thing is, you know, we've got a lot of mentors and some of the mentors are in the industry and there are folks that have been in the industry for years. And then we have folks that are coming in from outside the industry that are sort of dipping a toe into the space. Um, So, uh, you know, it's good to talk to both types, right? And uh, help refine the messaging so that it it works for everyone. Oh, totally. If it wasn't for you, Patrick, I'd probably still be doing product reviews, but (laughs) they're very good at saying what's bigger. How can you push yourself? How can you bring more people? Because at the end of the day, you want to build something bigger than yourself. And uh, probably without their help, I would still not be focusing on that bigger message. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about, you know, when you came to the program, you were uh, just, you know, the initial idea is creating a review uh, YouTube channel, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, that's great. But, you know, it's always, it, it could be perceived as a little bit small, right? So the bigger idea, right, is to become a bit of a marketplace for these images um, as a first step to many, many more things. So um, that, that serve the brands and the influencers and social media. Um, you know, let's go back to how you were feeling before you joined uh, Canopy Boulder. I mean, what were you, you know, you were you were going to create you were creating this YouTube channel um, what were you concerned about? What were you worried about? What did you What did you need? Uh, I I don't really know. That's a, it's a hard question. I mean, in terms of what I was feeling, it was definitely something similar because I was in the entrepreneurial grind already. Um, but what I feel now, in comparison, is a, more of a sense of like home mm-hmm. with other people. I felt like I was in it more by myself, and now I feel like I have other people who are in the journey with me. Yeah, you know. Entrepreneurship can be a very, very lonely journey, <laughs> especially when you're in the in the not the you're not in the peaks of entrepreneurship because there's definitely it's a roller coaster, right? Ups and downs, and 
Um, we talk about having a team and co-founders because they help uh, keep you level-headed when you're in your sort of high peaks of the business and your time, and then they pull you up when you're in the depths, right? Oh, totally. So um, I'm excited. I'm happy that you know you've got a good um, group around you to help with that. Um, so let's shift gears here. Um, what's next for Demeter? What's your big vision? Uh, the big vision is to really be the a visual content hub. So for right now, we're really focusing on producing the content for brands, but that's a piece of the puzzle. The real piece is how do we produce it? Then you need a place to organize it and sort it and understand where all of it's at. And then you need a place to distribute it, putting it into Facebook advertising or posting it directly. So we want to be the visual hub for brands in any company in any industry. So, um, one thing we always focus on are those three, three compelling things about the business. So, um, you know, for anyone uh, considering joining up, whether it's an investor or a mentor or a team player um, or maybe even a brand and um, an influencer, what do you think are the really three compelling things um, about Demeter for those groups? Yeah, uh, visual and digital advertising is exploding. Yeah, our world is becoming visual. A picture's worth a thousand words. How many words is a video worth? The other key aspect is we allow people to make money off the things they're already doing. You already have a product. You already have your phone. You can take a picture and make money from it now. And we're not just stuck to cannabis. It's a very good niche industry that we have good connections into. But this is a problem facing multiple different industries. So we're a solution bigger than cannabis. Yeah, two things I think for entrepreneurs. Uh, thinking about launching businesses is how can you leverage existing assets in a large population to serve a fast-growing market, right? And we we think of our smartphones sometimes as you know they're they're our communication device, but they're truly a tool that you can use to make money. Um, and just being really good with photography and artistic and having the products, uh, this is a new way for people to uh, monetize something they already have. Exactly. Um, and. Uh, you know, you, it's nice to have a business that can port over to other verticals, right? So this definitely works in cannabis and there's an acute need for it, but there's needs for it elsewhere. I mean, this isn't just a problem for the cannabis industry. It's a problem for all consumer products, industries and startups and companies that, you know, don't have, um, uh, you know, Madison Avenue uh, advertising firm that is, you know, pumping out images and has, have, you know, million, tens of millions of dollars of budget for advertising. This is a kind of an efficiency uh, play for them. Um, so last but not least, uh, what advice do you have for new or aspiring entrepreneurs who want to join the cannabis industry? What would you tell them? Uh, two main things. One, just put, put your foot in the door. That's how I got my first job. That's how I probably got into canopy is just being there and putting your face there. People will recognize that. The other one is to show up every day. Not every day is going to be easy, but that progress is motivating and you create that momentum. The momentum is what keeps you going and then becomes this daily habit and then you don't even realize it. You're going to be in it for a while, so why not have a good time doing it? Awesome. Well, Paul, thank you for joining us. Um, it was great to have you on. Great to have you in the uh, cohort and we're really excited about Demeter. Thank you, Patrick. All right. Uh, thanks again for everyone listening here. If you like the podcast, please feel free to share it on your social networks. Uh, 
go on to whatever platform you're listening to and give us a rating, write a review. Uh, the more that we see the listeners doing that, it, the more it reaches more listeners, interestingly. So um, if you like it, let's share it with more people. All right. Uh, thanks again. And uh, tune in next week to the Canopy Boulder Cannabis Business Podcast. Now for the disclaimers, uh, please do not take any information from the Canopy Boulder podcast or its guests as investment advice. Be sure to contact your licensed financial advisor before making any investment decisions. So thank you for listening and please join us for another Canopy Boulder podcast episode coming to you soon.